Good morning, Oregon. It's Tuesday, November 23rd. This is Andrew Thien with a news briefing from the Oregonian and Oregon Live. Before we start, a quick thank you to our sponsor, Pacific Source Health Plans, for supporting the show. Portland Commissioner Dan Ryan announced that the city's next sanctioned homeless village will be located in southwest Portland. Ryan said the city would build 60 tiny home pods at the Jerome Sears Army Reserve Center in Southwest. The site is near a Safeway grocery store about half a mile away and is in an area of the city where there are currently no other shelters. It lies half a mile from a bus stop on a frequent service bus line. Ryan, who is up for re-election next year, said in a statement that he's thrilled to make the announcement. Quote, it's time to say yes in my backyard, he said. It's the third of six planned city villages. Each offers individual tiny homes with locking doors, windows, electricity, and heat. The tiny homes are 8 by 8 feet with space for up to two people and pets. The mini houses are designed to be temporary until residents are able to transition into long-term housing. Federal pandemic aid will be used to cover the $1.5 million per village per year price tag. The funding must be spent before the end of the year 2021. An Aloha man faces felony charges after he allegedly stole a massive John Deere backhoe and took it on a nearly 30-mile joyride. Clackamas County Sheriff's deputies said Mitchell Johnston stole the construction equipment and led law enforcement on a long and slow-speed pursuit. He was eventually arrested at around 1 a.m. in the Redland area. An Oregon State Police trooper reported seeing a backhoe driving near Interstate 205 and Highway 213 after midnight on Sunday. When the trooper signaled for the vehicle to pullover, officials said Johnston drove the backhoe the wrong way up the highway on-ramp and disappeared. When deputies pulled Johnston over, he first told them he was lost, but later said he had stolen the backhoe from a lot in Beaverton. Johnston is facing four felony charges, including first-degree aggravated theft, unauthorized use of a vehicle, attempt to elude a police officer, and driving while suspended. The heat dome that savaged Oregon this summer, bringing temperatures into the high 110s, wasn't great for trees. That should come as no surprise, but botanists, foresters, and other plant experts gathered last week to discuss the damage and what may come out of it. At least one tree expert said they observed 220 stands of roughly 17,000 trees and found that a quarter of the stands had moderate to severe damage on at least 40% of the trees. Quote, if you were a poor little baby Douglas fir, one expert said, you got pretty much zapped. They are just sticks now, unquote. Older trees fared better. All the experts involved in last week's tree symposium said they don't know what the long-term effects of the heat dome will be for Oregon's trees. 5,000 people have died of COVID-19 in Oregon. The state reported 103 additional deaths from the virus on Monday putting the state past the unenviable milestone. At least 5,017 Oregonians have died after contracting COVID-19, according to state health data. More than a third of them died in the Delta wave that arrived in July, despite the wide availability of safe and effective vaccines. Oregon has the sixth lowest COVID-19 death rate in the country with 116 deaths per 100,000 people, according to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Mississippi, at 343 deaths per 100,000 residents, has registered the highest COVID-19 death rate in the country. Oregon's current case, hospitalization, and fatality trends are pointing downward, as they have more or less consistently been since the pandemic peak in September. Thanks for listening. You can support our local journalism by subscribing to Oregon Live. Go to OregonLive.com slash pod support.